Now on Drama on News Talk, in a dystopian alternate society, two criminals go up for the public vote where only one can be saved. Or maybe they're both damned. A biblical story becomes a contemporary exploration of populist rehabilitation and political manipulation in Hugh Hicks' new audio drama, Two Thieves. As we come up to the hour, a big hello to you all. Sit down, log in, and be sure to keep an eye on our socials. And don't forget to vote, vote, vote. At the beep, we'll be at six. Where's the beep? At the beep, we'll be at six. Hi, Lila, honey. Listen, small prop. It's six, and I've got a guy in the other studio on air talking about a beep, and there's no beep. I get it. Live radio, it's the thrill of it. (laughs) Even still. Next time, when he says there's a beep, it'd be swell if there was a beep. Oh, now, careful there. The microphone is expensive. Uh, I just wanted to make sure it's... uh... How about we worry about the microphones and you just worry about giving us Phil? Um, okay. My name's not Phil, though. Hmm? It's not Phil. No, it's definitely Phil. See? Right here in red ink in my little book. Oh. Wait, the one beside it crossed out. That's my... Yes, we did consider that one. Too many syllables. Trust me, there's going to be a lot of people tuned in and you're going to want a name that sticks in the head. But it's my name. Oh, Phil, honey, don't go stressing yourself out. It's your first time, isn't it? On radio? Kinda. Radio isn't like real life. There's rules. There are. Suggestions, really. First rule, the producer is always right. Go on, then. Say it. The producer is always right. Feels better already, doesn't it? Look at you. You're a natural. Ow. Just a stray hair. Second rule, always look your best. The listener won't know. But you will. Is there uh, anything else? Loads. But if I told you, I'd have to kill you. (laughs) Make them laugh. What's it they say? If you don't make them laugh, they'll kill you. (laughs) Something like that. Gosh, here's me going on about killing all of a sudden. It's okay. I'm sure I'll kill it. What's that now? On the show, I'll, uh, kill it. It's a, it's a joke. Oh, lovely. I was going to ask about the, um... So cute, aren't they? In their little cage. We had a man in with his mice earlier for our education hour. But then one of the mice got a little cranky and ate one of the other mice, so we had to end the segment early. I didn't know mice ate each other. I guess that's why they call it education hour. Doesn't the man want his mice back? 
the man. With the mice? Oh, he's gone now. Obviously couldn't control his charge. I should let you prepare. I've got some warm-ups. Should I do them? You know, I think you should conserve all that energy of yours. And here comes the competition. Shauna, I was just thinking this morning, how long has it been since I've seen you? I couldn't tell you. They didn't let me keep my watch. Must be six months. I miss our chats. When's Peter getting here? Of course, you haven't heard. Heard what? There's been a tiny change in personnel on the show while you've been... away. Peter doesn't moderate the show anymore. Who's doing it now? Prunches. Prunches? Seriously? Seriously. I don't want Prunches. He does talk a lot, doesn't he? I want Peter. Peter's gone, Shauna. I was having coffee with Russell the other day. You know Russell from the committee, Russell. And I said to him, Pranches? Hmm? I mean, I know experience isn't everything, but Pranches has got none. There's that old jazz band of his he's always on about, I suppose. And Shauna, I've got nothing against jazz musicians. Far from it. But for a show this important, having the right connections might get you on the boat, but it doesn't stop it from sinking. Especially if the captain's too busy playing piano to steer the ship. So, I said to Russell, Russell, I've seen a lot of people come and go in my time, and I'm just not sure about this one. And you know me, I like to be sure. And I'm just not. Oh, excuse me. It's my little canary in the coal mine. Lila. Calm down, sweetie. I don't think it's possible to delete all the beeps. Hang on and I'll be over. Shauna, you're looking wonderful. You really are. Um, yes? I was wondering, could you loosen the handcuffs a little? <laughs> Poor lamb. I'm always telling the wardens, if you're going to insist on bracelets, they've got to be practical. Always look your best. They really did such a great job of cleaning you both up. Not you, my silly little cannibal. Let's get you out of here before you get up to any more mischief. My name's not actually Phil. Is your name actually Peter? No. Then I'm not interested. That producer person was going on about the rules and saying I should be funny, except I'm not naturally very funny. At least, I don't think so. People don't tend to laugh when I'm around. But that's how a lot of funny is these days, isn't it? The sort of funny where no one laughs. This looks just like a radio studio. It is a radio studio. Yeah, but I just thought it might look a bit different being run by the government and all. A bit... A bit what? I don't know, a bit governmental. Oh, I've just remembered who you are. Congratulations. You're with the government, or were... Were is probably better, isn't it? Where is fine. Be better, like Barabbas. That's what you used to say. I know what I used to say. Okay. Sorry, I'm a bit nervous. Excited, really. I need to think. Listen, Bill. It's... Uh, Phil, sure, listen to me. There has been a big mistake. Peter was supposed to be here. I need Peter here. 
Peter and me, we get each other. We're on the same side of the coin, okay? And there are people, certain people, and they've just flipped the coin and landed me in a big pile of... What is pretty much sorted me. Crunches. It's not so much a beep anymore as a buzz. Everyone will love it. Shauna. And this is Phil. He's a bit nervous. Phil. Great name. Oh, uh, thanks. Having a good name's half the battle. You know who taught me that? Who? Herbie Hancock. Ever met him? I have, you know. It's a great story. Maybe I'll tell you sometime. You see, Phil, that's Herbie's secret. A good name and good hands. Because the thing about Herbie is, with him, timing is everything. And timing is a butterfly hanging in midair. And it's singing to you. But only those with quick hands will catch it. Mm. Could you repeat that, uh, that last bit? Alas, Phil, the last bit was a butterfly and now it's flown away. But there'll be others. Speaking of Pranches, a little butterfly was on to me about the Barabbas promo. What's he up to this week? I've printed it onto a sheet for you. It sounds like it could be his greatest adventure yet. It always is. These headphones are tight. Peter liked them tight. I'm not Peter. No, of course you're not. Better. Thank you. We're up to 30 seconds. I'll be on the headphones. You know my favorite thing? Picturing them all, sitting down at their radios. That's who it's all about. Not me, Phil, or even you. It's them. Here we go. It's on. Hold on. What are you at? Atmosphere. Now we're just two losers sitting in the dark. And there's no one around to see us. You've never bothered to draw the curtains before. This one's different. How? It's your first time. I've listened to the show before. First time voting, big boy. Happy birthday to me. I'm going to vote for number two. That's not how it works. That's my lucky number. It's about making an informed choice. My informed choice is number two. You're such a child. Not anymore. I've got the cards to prove it. Mum always said that I was the mature one. No, she didn't. She never said that. Did she? Shh. It's coming on. And now, log into the socials and get those phones out, because next up is Pranches, and he has two very special guests to introduce you to. At the beep, we'll be at 6.15. Ah, that's a beep for you folks. An evolution, you might say. Pranches here. We're with you until the end of the hour. You heard the man. We've two very special guests to introduce you to, although one of them might seem a little familiar. Shauna, welcome to the studio. Delighted to be here. Not your first time in the studio, but first time in that chair. Did you remember to pick up your 200 as you pass go? Mm. (laughs) Here's a question. If this was Monopoly, what would you be? What would I be? What piece? I don't know, Pronchus. I guess I'd be the dog. The dog. A noble choice. I've got one, you know. A dog. And you know what? I'd throw a stick to the end of the earth and he'd come running back with it. The loyal little thing. Loyal and honest. I don't think you'd be the dog, Sean. (laughs) Excuse me? In Monopoly. 
Phil, everybody, in case you were wondering. Go on then. Why would you be the hat? Why? Yes, Phil. Why? The guy on the box. He has a hat. Uncle Pennybags. Yeah, him. And he's rich, isn't he? It's a good luck charm. Do you want to be rich, Phil? I, uh, sure. I guess. Do you want it enough you'd rob the hat off an old man? Oh. Only joshing with you, Phil. You look like all the seasons rained down on you at once. It's only Monopoly, after all. You see, folks, Phil and Shauna may seem like different people, but they've got one thing in common. They've accrued a debt, and all debts must be paid. But thankfully, we live in the time of compassionate government, and they believe in second chances. Is Shauna number one or number two? Number one. I'm changing my vote. Why? She's a dog person. Is she, though? She said she was. Some people say they're dog people when they've never even pet a dog. What? Uh-huh. So you're saying she, she's never even pet a dog? I'm just saying you've got to be careful. That's all. People say all sorts up against a wall. Shauna, I'm going to start with you. Folks, I know you listen to the daily briefings, so Shauna is no doubt a familiar voice. You've also no doubt heard some of the misinformation she started spreading about some of her own colleagues. Deliberate misinformation. Vindictive misinformation. Lies. And, forgive me for editorializing here a bit, folks, but we all made the decision some time ago that we wanted to live in a different type of world. Compassion. Coalition. Rehabilitation. Salvation. This is the world we want. It's the world you told us you want, and it is the world we, that is to say the committee, promised to give you. It's a relationship built on trust, and anything that poisons that trust poisons the very fruits we have planted here. Why'd you do it, Shauna? Why'd you say those terrible things? Do you even have any regrets? We're off. Off? Just a tiny technicality. Hardly worth mentioning, really. We're on it. Oh, seriously? Relax, it'll be back. I wanted to hear what she was going to say. She'll say it when they come back. He really had her in a corner, didn't he? About regrets? Yeah, and the, the hurt she caused. Have I ever hurt you? Loads. Seriously, though? (laughs) Not seriously. Good. I mean, if you did, you'd know, right? I think so. If you let me know, I'd know. Do you think she knows? Oh, yeah. She definitely knows. How do you know? Because we're letting her know. You're looking a little... What? Stressed. You're going to wear that pen out. Glad you're so concerned. Health and safety, Prunches. It's very important. Health and safety. That's a funny one. If Phil, you're an observant guy. You might have noticed a little tension between Shauna and myself. Here's a little behind the scenes. Because 
This is the bit we can't really talk about on air, you see. Shauna tried to have me killed. And we're back. Fair play. Sorry about that, folks. Tiny little gremlins in the machine today. Now, what on earth were we talking about? Regrets. Yes, we were, weren't we? Well, we're going to have to move on. We've given you your fair time. We need to get on to Phil. Phil, what have you got for us? Um, oh, I've got a joke. A joke? Just, you know, uh, to lighten the mood. Go on, then. I think Shauna could do with a laugh. So you know Jesus? Jesus? Yeah. I'm going to stop you there, Phil. Oh. You're not about to get controversial, are you? No. I mean, I don't think so. Are you sure? Yes. We may be a government broadcast, but, you know, we've got regulations to abide by, just like everyone else. Go on. So people argue whether he exists, right? So... He doesn't exist. Obviously not. He's dead. Oh, yeah. No, uh, what I mean is, he never existed at all. Is that the joke? No, no, it's the setup. Bit of a long setup. Sorry, I, I'm nearly done. Take your time, Phil. Uh, you were at Jesus Never Existed. Um, well, uh, it's just, if he existed, they wouldn't call it a crucifixion, would they? Why? Oh, um, because they'd call it a, a, a crucifact or something, w wouldn't they? <laughs> That's very clever, Phil. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I enjoyed that. <laughs> Lots to unpack. There's a, a bit of a socio-political element, isn't there? Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. Good man, Phil. Great joke. Thanks. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, can I tell everyone about the woman at the community? Uh, Sorry, center? Phil. I'm going to stop you there. It reminds me, as though I could forget, Barabbas, The Continuing Chronicles, a new series continues this weekend, and this time, this time, Barabbas comes up against his biggest challenge yet, solving the Roman Empire's dispute with a fiendish, Gaulish revolutionary. That's the last episode! And it looks like I've got the copy for the last episode. Uh, let's see. Here we go. This time, his biggest challenge yet, solving the murder of the Emperor Caligula, which sounds like it might be an even bigger challenge than the Gaulish insurrection last time, which I'm sure until now was indeed his biggest challenge. Don't you just love it, folks? Some man for one man, isn't he? Imagine, it had all gone differently and he'd ended up a decorative wood hanging. What a waste that'd be, eh? I tell you, we're going to take a few messages from our friends in the committee... And then we'll be back. And don't forget, be better like Barabbas. Seriously. The old sheet must have got mixed in with the new sheet. Oh, is that all? You covered it really well. I kind of have to, don't I? Because there's people listening to this. People, people, you know. The sort of people who sit on committees and if I don't cover, questions are asked. Good man, Prunchus. Catching on. <laughs> you don't want to be called in by the committee for a chat. 
Thankfully, Shauna, I tend not to repeat the mistakes of others. Shauna, he used your phrase. What? Be better like Barabbas. She didn't invent the phrase. You do realise that? Oh, right. That phrase was focus-tested. Whole subcommittees working through bank holidays, objective sheets. <laughs> it's punchy, simple messaging. Sticks in the head, three Bs. Be better like Barabbas. I presume you've heard of the rule of threes? Oh, another rule. Her phrase. That's a good one, Phil. There's one for your joke book right there. One minute. Hallelujah. Pissed off? Channel that anger into compassion instead. Gosh, if only there was someone to tell me how. Oh, hey, doggo. I'm not a massive fan of ads, but I like this one. The dog's so cute. You can't even see him. He sounds cute. Helpful as well. I prefer this one to the other ad with the raspy-voiced guy. He's too serious. That's why they've got the one with the dog, I guess. I think they should just have the one with the dog and, I don't know, shoot the other guy. They're not going to shoot him just because you don't like him. Why not? Stick to the dog, shoot the other guy. Job done. My vote's for the dog. Oh, your man's joke. Gas, wasn't it? I didn't get it. Kel surprise. Go on then, explain it to me. It was... There was the whole... Mm. Socio... Socio... Uh, mm. Socio-political. Yeah, that's it. Okay. And what does socio-political mean? It means you need to pay more attention. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't get it. Again? And we're back. Phil, you were talking about... Francis. So, there was this woman in the community centre. Francis, we're offline again. You're killing me here. It's the beep. I think when it got deleted, some other things got deleted as well. Peter used to handle this sort of thing. Would everyone please stop talking about Peter? He made his choice. I could take a look if you like. Do you think you could? No, she can't. Her office was right next to Peter's. Maybe she knows. She knows nothing. That's the thing with you, Shauna. Always thinking you're the cleverest in the room. Except clever doesn't mean what you think it means. Not anymore. Clever means a complex equation of life experience multiplied by position to use it. You've always lacked life experience, Shauna. And you know what you're lacking right now? Position. Pranchus. What? I have a quick note. You sometimes have a tendency to talk. Do I now? Yes, you do. Quite a lot. And at a high volume. Especially in front of the microphones. And you really don't need to. They're microphones. They do the work. You just have to open your mouth. And when you tax them too much, they break. And they're really very expensive. Where are you going? I'm going to make a call and explain our issues. Peter may well have been good at this sort of thing. But look where he is now. Um. Yes? How am I, uh, you know... Uh... Oh, wonderful. You're very... Phil. Oh, great. Exciting this, isn't it?
You're listening to Two Thieves on Drama on News Talk. Oh, still off. Watch it with those. Just enjoy my legal freedoms. Think I'm going to go ahead and vote. You haven't even heard what he's done yet. Who? Your man, Phil. Phil. Good name. I like it. You're going to vote for a guy because you like his name. Not the only reason. Yeah. I don't like her. I guess she is a bit. Yeah, she is. I don't think I'd be too upset if she... What? I've heard the rumours, you know. You shouldn't listen to rumours. I read... Stop it. Why? Because I'm older than you. Fine. Okay. Sure. It makes sense, though. I mean, hypothetically... If you wanted to get rid of someone, you put them up against someone else and make the whole show about saving the other person. Keep your hands clean. Hypothetically. Stop it. What do you think they're doing right now? When they're not on air? I bet they're totally different. You would be, wouldn't you? I wonder what they're talking about right now. Wish we could hear that. That'd be interesting. Aristocracy, autocracy. What? Bureaucracy, democracy. What are you doing? My warm-ups. I learnt them down at the community centre. I do a politics class there. Oh, I've lost my place. Democracy. Oh, yeah, thanks. I'm always losing myself somewhere around democracy. Democracy, theocracy, ococracy. Ococracy? Yeah, mob rule. Finished? I think so. Fantastic. <laughs> Listen, Phil, I'm going to need you to do me a favour. What sort of favour? A really big favour. They got to Peter. He can't help me, but you can. You can be my salvation. How? By losing. Oh. I know, right? Radical. But you've got to believe me when I tell you that I need to win this. I need to get back out there. All this, it's being taken over by people like him. Who? Pontius. He said you tried to kill him. I tried to expose him. Do you get me? I think so. And now he's trying to expose you. No, listen. Pontius and the people like him and this, all this... This is not what you voted for, Phil. I've never really voted, actually. Then you most definitely did not vote for this. Compassion. Coalition. Rehabilitation. Salvation. Yeah, all great words. They don't care about you. It's me they're after. Because I could change it. Oh, okay. Except you never changed it before. It's the maths. I didn't have them before. You need the maths, and I... I don't have time to explain it to you, Phil. You don't understand just how... I think I do, actually, yeah. I mean, I'm not stupid. People think I am, but I'm not. Because only one person can win, can't they? And the other... I've heard the rumours. And I've always tried not to think of them, but I've heard them. I've heard about the room they take you to, the door they close, the chair they sit you in, the sound you hear. 
I'm not stupid. If you help me here, Phil, that won't happen to you. You and me, Phil. They pit people like us against each other because they know together we could take the whole thing down. Let's take them down, Phil. Help me get out of this, and I'll... Will you, though? Help me. I don't know. I don't think I really understand politics. I tried to do the class at the community centre, but I just don't think I can get my head around it. All the words. So, like, if someone tells me that salvation means I tell my story and everyone else decides whether I'm worth keeping and it helps me and it helps them, sure. But maybe that's just because no one's ever really told me I'm worth having around before. The government might be making us more compassionate, but, you know, no one's ever actually said that to me. There was this one woman at the community centre, and I'd always bump into her, and when I did, she'd always give me this little smile. And I thought, what a nice little connection to have. Then one week, she stopped coming. So I asked around, and there's this one guy said she hadn't been well, and I asked him, does she have anyone looking after her? And he shrugged his shoulders. Which, I mean, isn't very compassionate, is it? So it's probably not amazingly ethical, but I looked up her address on the system in the centre. And one Saturday after class, I drive over, and when I get there, it's pouring down. So I sit for a couple of minutes in the car and watch the house. And there's not a peep. Reckon the dear must be in bed, so I brave it, ring the bell, nothing. Practically knock the door down, and then... a little creak inside, and... this little sliver of light. And... I don't think I've ever seen such... decay. Honestly, I didn't know a body could fall away that quick. But when she sees me, there's that flicker of light there in her eyes, and she brings me in and we sit down and chat for at least an hour, and I'm just looking at this shell of a woman, thinking, well, it's not right, is it? This woman left to fade away. And I hear her breathing get heavy, not the healthy sort, the sort that struggles to get out and it's getting harder and harder to hear and I lean in close until I can hear the emptiness of it all and the smell the the death and she says she says thank you for coming and I kiss her I kiss her on the cheek and I take the cushion I take it and I I do. Phil? All fixed now. A bit chilly in here. What's wrong? He stopped talking. Who? Phil. He can't stop talking. He did. Come on now, Phil. Is everything okay in there? No. Phil's a mute. Talking earlier, wasn't he? Phil, listen to me. People need to hear you, Phil. They need to hear your story. They need you to speak to them. 
If you don't speak to them, they can't vote for you. And if they don't vote for you, they can't save you. I mean, think about it, Phil. How can you save someone who won't even speak to you? We need to be back in 30, Pranches. Shauna did this to you, didn't she? She got into your head. That's what she does. It's what she did to us as well. But we're on to her now. Her and everyone like her. And I can see you're a good guy, and if it was up to me, I know what I'd do. But it's not up to me, Phil. It's up to them. Ten seconds. We're coming back, Phil. Between you and me, if she wins, if she ruins this for you... It's not something I'd like to think about for a good guy like you. Not at all. I'm sure you've heard things, Phil. We don't like to talk about it, but I'm sure you've heard, and... And we're back. Sorry about that, folks. Perils of the medium and all. Phil was about to tell us why you should all vote for him. I, uh, should say... You obviously can't see him at home at the moment, but Phil's become a little unwell. It's the nerves. They've swallowed the poor guy whole. But Shauna's had her chance, and I want you to have yours to explain yourself. Because, folks, I'll put it bluntly, Phil killed a woman. Didn't you, Phil? And then you turned yourself in, didn't you? And our people looked, and we said to ourselves, Here's a man who's not quite right, who did something very wrong. And we might have left it at that. And then we looked again, and we saw that some money was missing. Didn't we? Phil, I'm going to ask you a question, because I think people will want to know before they make their mind up about you. Do you think you deserve to be saved? And there you have it, folks. His silence says so much, doesn't it? I know you can't see Phil right now, but it's actually quite a moving experience. Really it is. So much sorrow in those eyes. I can't help but look into them and think of those great caverns we all fall into. What we'd all give for that reaching hand. I know you can't see his face, folks, but I can. I've made up my mind. Definitely, Phil. Because he killed an old woman? Because he regrets it. You think? It's all over his face. Is it? You heard the man. The, you know, the uh, caverns, all that stuff. It's okay. You'll get the hang of it. Spread the word. Last call, folks. Get those votes in. Can I say something? We're short on time's the only thing. It's just I never really answered your question. My question? About regrets. Ah. I see. Five minutes, Branches. I think we have time. I never met Herbie Hancock. What? You met Herbie Hancock. I mean, that's a big deal. I've never even met a Herbie. Never mind a Herbie Hancock. 
And then you come in and not only have you met Herbie Hancock, but you've got all these plans as well. And suddenly everyone's moving to the other side of the room to hear them. Because I had life experience. You know what it feels like to be at the center of the universe, only to be sucked into a big black hole? Like every centimeter of yourself is instantly just gone. Like it never existed at all. And all that's left, if you listen really hard, is a quiet breath and then another one and then even that's gone. Oh, Shauna. Would you like to hear what it was like meeting Herbie Hancock? Conscious, we're running to time. Tell me what it was like. We're running short on time, so I'll keep it brief. I've never told this story on air before, but folks, it's true. And I'll hold my hands straight in the air and say, before we got into government, I, for my sins, played around with the group. And one of the last gigs we did was in New York, one of those real underground places where you packed them all in like rats, whipped them into a total frenzy, so we did. Went a whole six hours before the bassist begged me to stop, so I <laughs> took pity on him. And just as we come off, I spot this man at the center table. And who do you think it is but Herbie Hancock? So I go over and I say, Mr. Hancock, it is an honor and a privilege. And we get chatting, and he is just as charming and as graceful as you'd imagine. And finally, I say to him, Mr. Hancock, sir, if you've nothing else on and nowhere else to be, do you think you could do me the boon of sticking around when the place closes? We could do a one-on-one. -on -one. You could show me some tricks. And you know what he said to me? Tell me, Pontius. He said... And he took me by the hands and was looking them up and down. And he said, Pruncius, you can't do this all your life. Your hands are too big. And big hands are meant for bigger things. These hands are designed to mold and shape. These hands are healing hands. And it's what we're trying to do here today. The reason we're here is because hurt has been done. And through this process, maybe we can begin to heal. But I did carry a few things forward from my piano playing days, like taking your cue from the other players and riffing with it. That's what it's all about, really. You guys keep throwing out those bass lines, and I'll play you the most beautiful solo you've ever heard. Roger, that was that's incredible. Who knew jazz could be so profound? It's what makes it so difficult to talk about with other people. All those notes. There's a lot of them. A lot to play, all right. And in the end, you just couldn't play them. What? I mean, that's the story, right? You met Herbie Hancock and he blew you off. He didn't blow me off. I thought that was the story. No, that's not the story. The story was that I was meant for better things. 
That's the problem, Shauna. You don't get things. You hear a story and you miss it. You miss the whole point. And if you don't get the point, I don't know how many different ways we can explain it to you. I'll talk, Chrissy. I mean, I get it. I just don't think it means what you think it means. The story was about Herbie Hancock and me. You weren't in the story, Shauna. If you were in the story, it wouldn't have been a story worth hearing. The story would have started and everyone would have tuned out. I really don't get how anyone ever listened to you at all. Bureaucracy. Maybe. Maybe. Ever stop and think to yourself, maybe I should have been paying more attention. Democracy. I've nothing else to say. That's not how this works. (laughs) You've nothing left to say when I say you've nothing left to say. Democracy. Francis, please don't hit the microphone. Lila, when we're off, we need a wipe down of microphone one. Yes, the red cloth, please. Time, Pranchus. We need to hand over to the control studio for the results. We're going to have to leave it there, Shauna. My producer's telling me it's time. Ah, about time. Shh. Thank you all for voting. Remember, this is a special time, a joyous time. A time for salvation, and we couldn't do it without you. Phil, you've been saved. Shauna, your crimes were great, and with crime comes consequence. For the rest of you, don't forget, be compassionate, not just today, but every day. Be better, like Barabbas. Ah, in your face! Calm down, Christ, it's only a show. And that's us. How are you doing, honey? We lost you there for a while. Did I do okay? You're a natural. You followed all the rules. Shauna, if you want to make your way to the green room and someone will be along shortly to discuss next steps... Can we just get on with it? I know the deal. If you want to make your way to the green room and someone will be along shortly to discuss next steps... Shauna, what a tragic web the spider weaves... You're right, Prunchus, it does. It weaves and it weaves until it covers us all. At least one of these days it might shut you up. Well, that's a wrap, I suppose. What? What's that look? Oh, listen, I shouldn't have gone off on one back there. It was unprofessional. It looked like you lost control there for a second. It's just the stress. Oh, I know. It's all very stressful. Russell was on the phone. Russell? Russell from the committee, Russell? He was wondering if you'd be free for a chat tomorrow. You explained to him everything today? It wasn't my fault, the issues... I said there were issues, yes. Technical issues. I said there were issues with the microphone. They really are very expensive. Okay. Fine. We'll go in tomorrow. Tomorrow's my day off. (laughs) I've arranged sandwiches with a friend. Then reschedule. Oh, Prontius. I'd move tectonic plates so we could stand side by side. Really, I would. But the sandwiches can't be rescheduled. 
They've already been made. Speaking of, I've some mice to feed, and I'd better get on with it before they get ideas of their own. Great show, everyone! <coughs> Are you still here? Oh, yeah, I am. Can I go? Yeah, Phil, you can go. Huh. It's just I didn't even get to thank everyone for, you know, saving me. I didn't even get to tell them my story. Why did they even vote for me? They listened to Phil. They heard Phil. And they decided they liked Phil. I guess. And except my name's not really Phil. You know what? I really don't care. I guess I'll go. You go, Phil. And you be you. I'll be better. Like Barabbas. Want to know a secret, Phil? Between you and me, just the two of us. I cannot stand that program. Barabbas does my absolute head in. Hold things self-indulgent populist tripe. If it was up to me, know what I'd have done? I'd have called the series Room for One More and thrown him on the cross with the rest of them. But at the end of the day, people love a good redemption story, and we have to give the people what they want, don't we? Now get out, please. That was good, wasn't it? Last year was better. Who was on last year? I can't really remember, but it was better. I'm not sure on the new host. Yeah, they should get rid of him. Yeah. Hey. Yeah? If it was me... On the show? Yeah. If it was me on there, would you vote for me? Who are you up against? It doesn't matter. Of course it matters. Would you? I guess I would, yeah. You guess? Yeah, I would. Yeah? Yeah, I definitely would. And would you? Oh, yeah. Really? Obviously. Great. Yeah. What are you doing? Seeing what everyone online saying. Don't. Why? Why? Because I say so. They say all sorts on there. When I was your age, I went on a lot. Read it all. And it really got to me. What they were saying. And I started asking myself, could some of it actually be true? No. It's not. Two Thieves was written and directed by Hugh Hick and produced by Heather McLeod. The programme featured Mary Murray, Matthew Malone, Michael James Ford and Margaret McAuliffe with original music composed by Justin McCann and dramaturgy by Davy Kelleher. Two Thieves was supported by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with a television licence fee.